0: New
1: York York, big city
2: of dreams. I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of Dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. He'll give you that Nick's talk. Just in the nick of time. And it's time to talk about another Knicks win because the Knicks beat the Toronto Raptors for the first time in Toronto since 2015, 112 to 108, led by the flamethrower himself. Oh, great one, the Caesar. King, Julius Randle gives you 32 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, 19 points in the first quarter. Tied the career Knicks record at five threes in the first half out Julius Randle. Mitchell Robinson gives you 10 points. 18 rebounds at eight of those offensive. He fouled that, but was a full glaze he fouled. Quickly chips in with 13 points, five rebounds, and four assists. He plays any role you need him to play. Shout out to my guy, Quickly. Brian, Brian gives you 16 points and two assists. McBride gives you nine points. And Jalen Brunson, Mr. Clutch. The little big man gives you 26 points, eight assists, and five rebounds. The Knicks shoot 43% from three. And we smack it. The Toronto Raptors. And I'm loving it. I love a lot about this game. I really like this game. The Knicks were not favored to win this game according to the odds. We, we were not favorites. We were down four points in the favorites to win this game. Knicks pulled out the win and the crowd goes wild. Okay, I love it. I love it. I love it. Salute to you guys in the chat and salute to you guys in my panel. Shout out to my guys. Before I get to the guys and the details of the game, shout out to Fubu TV. If you go to slash KOT, you can get Fubu TV and the Knicks free for seven days you just watch it on msg on fubu tv and if you decide to keep it we get a little bit of piece of that and you get to enjoy the knicks other sports channels and other cable channels there is no subscription you can actually record games and you know what you can you can tell them jl has sent you when you click the link that Uh, that Fritz is sending in the chat to FUBUTV.com slash KOT. Okay, so shout out to our guys who are working with us. Now, let me introduce you to the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts.
1: Ryan G's in the building. Nick's got a four-game winning streak. Let's go. Right now, we're peeking outside. We're testing the weather. we trying to see if the weather's good enough. We turn a winter into summer. We turn a winter into summer. It's a
2: cold summer. Not anymore. It's hot out here. Four-game winning streak feels good. And, of course, it's my man, the Latin Assassin, Mr. ESPN Contributor. That's been Contributor, Posting and Toasting Contributor, SNY Contributor, and... Our guy, who's a co-host on KOT Show, my man, Lee Escobedo.
3: There's been a lot of sensitivity, fragility, and emotional instability towards my takes from the chat, from Twitter, and you're my main man, my nits, Tao Time. Nick the Time, brethren, raw Hebrew remnant. But today, I'm bringing nothing but positivity. Got nothing that you're to say, baby. Nothing that you say, nothing say. all go. positive this show. Hundred percent positivity. What?
2: Let's go. Five only.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta check these comments, yo. I've been, I've been
1: slack. I need to check these comments. Yo, it's <laughs> been World <laughs> War Three to YouTube
2: comments, Rob, for the last week and a half. People want Lee gone. Some people think Lee's a king. It, it's all over the place. It's all, over, <laughs> it's all over the place. But I'm, I like I'm Lee here. All right. I love Lee here, so I'm sorry. I appreciate guys. that. Easier to stay. Uh, but yo, let's get to the game. And it's a lot to talk about, but I want to start with Jalen Brunson's game. And I also want to start with tips making an adjustment in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Listen, man, the Knicks were up 10 points with three minutes to go. You already know how this goes. We're up 10 points. It starts to get a little bit tight. Um, But here's the thing, while it did get tight in those last three minutes, I actually liked the process. You know, we got open shots in those last three minutes. We just didn't make. Um, I didn't like that we missed certain free throws, but I will say this mitch fouls out game is on the line tibbs goes five out puts in mcbride it was in dagger threes puts in quickly he puts randler at the five and goes small and it has brunson go to work on fred van vliet and brunson was already cooking sohan the day before I mean the game before. And So got him by like a few feet. So you already know he's cooking somebody his own size. Cause that's the little big man, Jalen Brunson. Brunson takes some ISO, gets to the hole, and one bucket, counted, and the foul. Plus, Jalen Brunson hits the free throw. How about the maps? <laughs> Man, Lee, I'm going to start with you, man. What did you think? What did you about the game? What do you think about all oh, that Jalen Brunson performance? L- let it go. Let it go.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of very really good matchups. The Randall versus Siakam. Uh, Grimes versus Gary Trent Jr. Fred Van Vliet versus Jalen Brunson. And even Tibbs versus Nick Nurse. I thought this was one of the best games that, that Tibbs has coached. You know, the Toronto Raptors in a lot of ways are how I wish the Knicks were built. With like very stretchy, long, athletic wings. Mm-hmm. He's got, you know, Nick Nurse has about five or six of them that are well above average and hit the three ball, defend, switch on defense, you know, carry the rock, pass, facilitate. But I thought our Knicks playing a very traditional style of basketball dominated. Yeah. And Mitch utilized, uh, Tibbs utilized Mitch to his full potential. Love the rebounds, 18 boards, eight of them offensive. He was dominant tonight, as he should. Chris Boucher, or Harry pronounce his name, he's he's a nice kid, has a decent game, but Mitch dropped him to stool. Like, it no didn't matter who he threw on him. Precious or Chua, he dominated all of them. Yep. And it was really nice to see Tibbs really get Mitch active. And the guards to start looking for Mitch Brunson, especially was on his passing game after shooting way too much and over dribbling way too much. the Last couple of games, he was playing that point guard role that we need him to play. Getting guys involved, especially our bids. Mitch got his solid 10 points, which are well-deserved because he plays such so hard on defense. He's such a good rebounder. Love to see that.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. um, I'm basically going to just add on what Lee
1: said. Um, yeah, Brunson played a really good game today. You know, he was definitely passing the ball. He was. Uh, I, what the one thing I did like about Brunson's game tonight is he definitely controlled the pace. You know, because the Knicks definitely do like to play fast, but Knicks probably took a step back today and was like, you know what, we're just going to kill him in the half court, and that's pretty much what they did. You know, which is unlike you know the. I guess, the path that they're trying to take this season in terms of the offense. And I thought I, I thought nice. Brunson did a really good job of controlling the pace of the game. And, of course, you know, in the fourth quarter, the Knicks are reeling. You know, I think what the other day, the Raptors had, like, a 21-point comeback against the Bucs and forced that game to overtime. They ended up losing that game, but, mm-hmm. you know, they forced that game into overtime. And I think it was kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if it was sneaking into the players' heads, whatever the case may be, but Toronto, but Toronto definitely had confidence from that game and thought they could pull off another comeback. Yep. Against the Knicks, especially with Gary Trent hitting that tough three when quickly was like all draped all over him. But that's why we brought Burton here to control the game and to give the Knicks cut shots when they needed it. And he- and for him to drive past Van Vliet and then I think had like Barnes and like another long guy. I think it was Siakam in the paint. And he and for him to fake them out, get the and one and steal the game for the Knicks was very big. So yeah, we have to pick up Brunson tonight. Great game.
2: Great game. Lots to love about this game from Brunson. What I loved, Brunson didn't have the prettiest game in the first half. In general, Toronto Raptors turn a lot of teams over. They one of the best teams in the league at turned teams over. And they turned us over a lot in our loss at home Today, I think we only had 11 turnovers in the entire game Let me double check that Yes, 11 turnovers in the entire game huge Because I believe we had like 20-something When we hit turnovers the first time Also, Jalen Brunson Four turnovers in the first half alone From Jalen Brunson Finishes the game with five turnovers also huge talking about the pace of the game is funny i would see some stats like a week and a half ago um fred fred uh fred he was talking about how the knicks led the league in pace and over a month and a half the pace has slowed down and we're not the league leaders anymore and we you know we've been really doing a lot more in, in half court and i looked at a week and a half ago we were actually like almost middle of the pack in half court offense which surprised me uh at about a week and a half ago and i'm wondering if that has, has to do with you know grimes getting into the lineup julius randall hitting more threes and Jalen brunson be able to operate in a half court so i would have to imagine after a game like this that rating might be going up a little bit from 14 to maybe like 12 or something but if we can keep this half court type of production up um that bodes well for the playoffs when the game really slows down and people really key in on cutting down those fast break points so i really love in the process of how we gotten um a lot of these points also man i have a lot to we we made some adjustments. I remember the first Toronto game, we switched. They switched a lot, right? Which kind of gets us in trouble on pick and rolls. It makes it look like, you know, we're not really moving the ball that much. Now, today we only had 19 assists. Um, but I think when we really start to get going is when we really started to move the ball. We we, you know, even though they were switching we still was able to get some penetration and kick action. And we blew the game open in those instances, we moved the ball. So all along, a lot of good, a lot of good stuff I saw from um the Knicks and far the process, as far as Jalen Brunson running the show, every the bench, everybody, everybody. And I'ma stop talking and let you guys take over cause I can go on and on about this game. <laughs> If you want go to ahead. Oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead Lee.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I, I have to give my pops a shout out because he's been pretty dead wrong about IQ as of late. I think one of the reasons that we've been so successful is Brunson hasn't just been coming to his own and in his badge as a point guard, but IQ has as well. I love that Tom Thibodeau has been utilizing that double guard lineup Makes our offense really potent. Both those guys are really solid shooters when they get going, and they both have a real good eye for certain players on the court, but they've built good chemistry up um, uh, over the season. IQ, especially with a lot of the bench mob. So he's already familiar with Quentin Grimes uh, playing alongside him in the starting unit. So I I love what IQ has brought to the game, 13, 5, and 4. I mean, those are solid numbers, but it's the shooting 4 of 8. He's become more efficient, taking less shots, taking better shots, Having a better decision making when he drives into a teeth of a defense. I think he's a little bit close to the basket, so he's not having to overextend, getting more into his floater bad that we saw last season, what he's known for. Mm-hmm. I'm lo- lo- just loving the all around defense, too. When him, IQ, IQ, Grimes, and McBride are out there at the same time, that's some of my favorite basketball I've watched, Knicks wise, in 10. 10- 15 years. I love watching those three yes. on the court, especially when the Sims is out there too. So hey man, props to IQ, props to Brunson, love the two guard lineup, makes us very dynamic, very hard to stop on both offense and defense.
1: Yes. Yeah, so and I just want to add a couple other shout-outs because I think there's a couple other players that really stepped up today off the bench. And one of those players are McBride because the Raptors were coming back on the Knicks in the third quarter, going into the fourth. And McBride hit two straight threes to increase that lead, so, and then the guy who assisted him on those two threes, Evan Fournier. Yes. I mean we we usually complain about Evan Fournier's play, but today, but tonight, he was solid. He was very solid, especially on the defensive end. So I definitely got a big up Fournier as well, and of course, Julius Randle, who's been playing excellent as of late because he's the guy who who got the Knicks that early start that really had them going in the game. And you have to pick up Julius Randle as well, but I do want to shout out Big, big Brian and Fournier because they stepped up when they were in the game when the Knicks needed it.
2: I can go into a whole soliloquy about every play you just mentioned, and I feel like it's coming. I'm apologizing apologize
3: <laughs> in advance. <laughs> Same with the chest, JL. It's, we got the time.
2: <laughs> First of all, card-carrying member of the Emmanuel Quickly fan yeah. club <laughs> since 19, I don't know, before he was born, I was probably a fan. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was about to say 85, but <laughs> like I know he, he's born in the 90s, probably. Emmanuel Quickly, man, the versatility of Emmanuel Quickly has been outstanding. I talked about this season when everybody was crapping on him. I was like, Wait, I've seen this movie before. He skits off to these crazy starts. Everybody says, oh, he's whack, trade him. Ah, 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 ah." And then last year at the second half of the season, he was the second coming of Jesus Christ. (laughs) He was like, no, he's untouchable. Quickly, once again, man. how is plus minus in the first half of the game at plus 13. And only had two points and four assists. The defense was so quality. I know Gary Trent went off in stances, but it wasn't because Quickly was slacking. Quickly was all over the place. If you watch Quickly, Quickly is kind of almost like Reggie Bullock ish. Like if watch Quickly during a game, defensively he's pointing defensively he's guarding two people even offensively when he doesn't have the ball one of the key plays of the game he he uh Brunson has the ball at the top Mitch Robb is like in the bottom somewhere and he's screaming at Mitch to go set Brunson the screen Mitch runs to the top sets the screen for Brunson and Brunson gets a a a layup uh, and it helps extend the game quickly is doing everything from rebounding to defending to setting people up. The second unit in that third was the third or fourth quarter when we went on that run. Quickly get to the floater game, snaking the pick and roll. Yes, between that and the defense that him and Grimes put down together. I I I'm amazed at this guy. I really really hope the Knicks do the right thing and giving him a contract extension early. We do not let this guy get out the door quickly. Hot man, I'm, go- I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lee's pops. I'm sorry. I'm gonna get you to quickly <laughs> have tea. All right. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, we're going to convert these pops eventually, man. It's
2: crazy. The, the closeouts were nuts. They, they were. Like, even there was a there was a space in the second quarter and the third quarter. Even when, in the second quarter when the Raptors were catching up, like, the defense was still really good. They were just hitting crazy shots. Yep. And then the third quarter, too, the defense was good as well. We just had to get out of the iso Randall mode and start to move the ball. And then once we did that, we, start, we started to, to get down going. So shout-out to Quickly. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to move on to Deuce McBride now. <laughs> I don't know if you want to say anything about Deuce McBride before I get started, because I feel like I've been talking for like a half an hour. Go ahead, Lee. <laughs>
3: the, the, the dude's dog. Um... I I think there's only a couple of guards in the NBA you can even compare them to in terms of the defense he brings. Maybe, like, I'm thinking Davion Mitchell and Jose Alvarado are really the only two that come to mind that bring the type of intensity off the bench, like Mitch McBride. And I love that we can put him in. Finally, we have someone to put in on a guy like Fred VanVleet, like a guy who's, like, torched us, killed us in the past, who can single-handedly come back and win a game because we don't have anyone to put on him and keep from drilling threes and killing us in, in a layup line. We actually have someone like that now, and I'm really happy Tom Thibodeau is utilizing him off the bench as a main cog in a nine man rotation. And there's also no one you got to worry about. Derrick Rose and ain't coming back. Timo Walter's not walking through that door. Albert Bird ain't walking through that door. He's here to stay, and I'm excited to see what his growth brings once he becomes more comfortable in a three point shot. And maybe, you know, I pray he develops some type of mid range game. As if he does, he could be he could be Jose Alvarado. I mean, he could be vying for a Sixth man of a year a uh, 13 all defense at some point if he continues to mature and grow and gain confidence in his offensive game. Because his de- defensive game is already there. He's, he's a dog on defense. I love him. Both IQ, footwork, effort, everything. He, he's there. He's a the whole package on defense.
2: The mid-range, the mid-range is already there for him. He he comes into the league being more comfortable in the mid-range from the three. He just doesn't really get the opportunity to shoot that mid-range. So, like, the, the shots he's going to get because he's not, uh you know, a guy who's breaking you off, off the, the dribble a lot is going to be those open corner threes for the most part. And even those elbow threes. And he's been hitting them quietly, even though... Wiley for the last three games, he's starting to be more confident and more consistent in that three with the more minutes he's getting. And we're developing guys. Like, don't look now that the team that is the team that has been, been, been pigeonholed by this ideology that we do not develop players long-term have developed Mitchell Robinson from a second round pick to a starting center. It's starting to develop Deuce McBride from a guy who was a second rounder into a guy who can be a six guy Marcus Smart a player starting to hit knock down threes emmanuel quickly is starting to grow before our eyes and becoming a versatile guy who can be a a, a shooting guard a, a point guard could defend wings in times and set people up and play defense we are developing we are freaking developing and it, and from all the complaining from all knicks fans including me it feels really <laughs> good to see you win like this because it looks like it looks like the front office is looking smarter now. I'm not. It's looking like it's looking smarter.
1: Yeah, and just to like add to what you say, JL, it's like you see, this is why when you know some fans complain about thibs and saying how you know certain players are on the bench and certain players are not developing. At the same time, I'm like. You know, that's why some that's why I say sometimes it's nitpicking because I'm like, yeah, maybe one or two players are not developing or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, the majority of our young players are developing if you watch the games. So it's like, yeah, it sucks that a a couple of players may not be developing the way we would like them to the way we would like them to. But at the same time, you know, we have young players here that are developing and. You know, and at the same time, it's like, yeah, you know, Thibs does deserve some credit from that standpoint.
3: I agree.
2: If, if, so for everybody saying this is a meaningless season if we make the playoffs, this is a lost season if we make the playoffs, at the end of the year, if you're saying Mitchell Robinson's developed, Deuce McBride has developed, Emmanuel quickly has developed, R.J. Barrett looked like he was turning a corner before he got injured. Grimes is uh, leg- is starting to turn into a legit starting two guard three and D guy. Is this your king? What more do you want? Like, come- like.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think I think some credit needs to be given to Leon Rose for building a great assistant coaching staff around Tibbs too. Because while Tibbs does deserve credit, it it's also goes back to Kenny Payne and Mike Woodson who was here last year, and Johnny Bryant working with the guards this year, um, and we've seen. Development in Chicago when Tibbs was there, uh, helping turn Derrick Rose reach his full potential into an MVP candidate, helping turn Joe Noah into Defensive Player of the Year, reaching into full potential out of guys like Lou Aldean or Ronnie Brewer, Carlos Boozer, Kurt Heinrich. You know he, he he has guys buy into a system and play for each other. And you saw by tonight, Evan Fournier fighting for fighting for minutes, yeah. fighting for rebounds, playing trying his best to play defense, even though he doesn't have the lateral movement. Hardenstein too. Hardenstein's not a great player but he does play his ass off and he tries on defense. He just doesn't have the lateral quickness. He can't move his speed quick enough to keep up with his guys. So he just burnt on D a lot, but he tries and you got to give tips credit for that. That's one of the things that makes him a good coach, better of an average coach is he just dies to buy in and play as hard as he can.
2: Right. Yeah. And on top of that, you're looking at Evan Fournier now and I don't know what the Knicks are doing. I don't know what trades they have in the background, but you know, He's starting to put some games together where he's looking like a competent NBA player. This, depending on when they want to move him, how they want to move him, other teams might start to look at Fournier as a viable guy to be and, and be, So that might be something to look at long-term too. Who knows what's going to happen to trade that line? But that's something to keep an eye on, all right? All right. I still did not even talk about Randall, but I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. Cause I see somebody is called in Salute to the chat, alright And salute to the chat Don't shout out <laughs> to you guys, you are here on a Friday night Y'all could be out clubbing Y'all could be killing, y'all could be chilling with us But salute to you guys, hold on, shout out to my guys Steel Knicks fans I'll I I, I, I be Watching the, the playback and see you In the chat I never get to shout you out, shout out to you Man, alright, but salute to the chat Shout out to the R Knicks fanatics Still Knicks fans, my guy Ram, Lee Escobedo, Jason M, Craig Ward, Alexander, Samir Ciano, Sariano, Ronnie Sanin, and Yak, everybody else is rocking with the show. Shout out to you. And let's get these callers in. Let's just get them in here, all right? First caller up, we have Big Russ from the Bronx. What's going on, Big Russ? Let us know what you what you say you from the Bronx. What you want to talk about, Big Russ?
0: Well, I tell you what What I want to talk about is the fact that finally we as Knicks fans have something to celebrate. Yes. But we got to stop being so critical about how we win it. All of these games for years past, we would have lost. But now what I think is important is we probably need to slow down on the trade. I think there are people on this team that can take on some... New roles. I never saw Fournier kind of play. I didn't see him being able to play solid like that coming off the bench. You know, he's he always saying that uh, he's not a good one-on-one defender. But in that team concept, we got a big steal. big steal. we got to let McBride get a little bit more confidence. I really think if we uh, slow down on trying to move things and let these guys cook, I think we might be able to really make some noise in the playoffs. I'm not saying we're going to win no championships. But I think this year we need to kind of slow down and just let this marinate. And we as Knicks fans, we also need to do better. There's no way in the world Julius Randle should not be on the all-star team with the numbers he's putting up. So instead of us being so critical, I think what we need to be doing is we need to appreciate really the players that we got, support them a little bit better. And now we need to start voting so that they can see that the fans are behind them. If they make mistakes, they don't got no problem having to look on any one of these shows and get criticism. But we need to go ahead and uh, start helping them build some confidence by uh, getting behind our players and voting for them because we, I think there's probably two or three teams who on this team that could possibly be all-star. RJ was playing at a good level before he got hurt. You know, you got Randall, and I think Brunson. Uh, nobody might have considered that, but if I take a look at how he's playing, you know, you got to consider that uh, he should at least have some consideration. His name should at least be put out there uh, for the job of what he's doing, because doing it in New York is a difference. This, everybody talks about being an all-star, but I think if you're an all-star in New York, that's is something that's special, comes with a special kind of pressure. Yeah. So I just want to give a shout out to the team and uh, to you guys for covering it because uh, I just think that uh, we as Knicks fans, we should really appreciate this because we haven't seen
2: this in years. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, so five star call. Man. Good call. Five, five star call. You. Thank you. Five star call. Cool. I see you. All right. I see you. Cool. Love it. Yeah. I I Y'all, don't know if you guys have anything to, say, to add to that.
3: i got a hot take.
2: Oh, hot take. We we turn my volume up.
3: Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I want to issue a public apology, Julius Randle. I'm sorry for slandering your name, my brother. You, you, not only are you an all-star, not only are you all-NBA, I think you're a candidate for MVP. Sits in the East. What? It's in the East. Top 10 team in the NBA right now. I know we're 10th, still facts. I'm watching this man day in and day out and everything I was critical of. Yes, he's still just an isolation play sometimes, but damn it, he's doing enough to do it. Right now, he's playing unbelievable basketball. The reason we are over 500 is because of Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. And Julius Randle has turned the season around. He's playing the best <laughs> basketball of his life. He's playing better than he did in the, in the MIP season. He's playing Unbelievable. <laughs> Why would I hate when there's nothing to hate? Why? There were a lot to hate last year, even at the beginning of the season. The man's turned it around. Attitude, play. I see him talking to his guys out there, lifting them up, trying to guys involved, man. Not holding the ball, passing the ball, giving A-plus effort on defense. I love my man, Julius Randle. About to order me a jersey, bro. MVP candidate. I apologize. That's <laughs> on your name. My bad.
2: Wait. <laughs> wait 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 my screen because i have to make sure that (laughs) who i see at the bottom is lee i'm not sure if that's him or not sounds like (laughs) it's the same voice same hat same no hate today man but no hate sure (laughs) hey guys in the chat is that lee
3: sitting there D-town buddy, stand up! Let's go, my boy Joyce Randall, Ju- MVP Ju- candidate
2: from trade Randall, number yep. one leader of the Julius Randall hater club to MVP candidate. Yep.
3: Yeah. You
2: you can't
1: argue. My ears are still trying to process it. I'm, I'm still trying to process to it. You, <laughs> <off>. <laughs> you can't it's argue long. with the results.
2: Blink twice if eat. you need help. Are you stuck in the basement? <laughs> You know, you know you know when it's say you you I'm, I'm gonna give you how do you i'm gonna give you a clue to let you know that i'm in trouble that is not me by saying these key things
3: Bruh, i'm being for real man i i mean what can i say i was critical because he gave me a lot of reason to be critical he's not giving that to me anymore he's giving me Everything, blood, sweat, and tears, that's all you can ask for as a Knit fan is to give 100% effort, and he is, and we're winning games behind it. We're winning games behind him scoring. What I really loved he nailed five threes in that first quarter. He only shot 11 overall after that. He didn't let that get to him head. He didn't go in a back-and-forth ticky tackle he did last season. He didn't get into it with Siakam. He didn't keep shooting threes to try to hit a record. He stayed within the process of a game, the flow of a game, and really was a great rebounder. Great ass- assists. He's given you like 20, 10, and 5 almost every game. I love the effort he's given to you statistically and in a, t- a team-oriented offense. Man, and to me, MVP candidate. I'm a believer.
2: Okay. I'm trying to process this. Have you processed it, Ryan? <laughs> I'm starting to focus now. The, the, the,
1: <laughs> the only thing I'm going to say is I'm not sure about MVP candidate as of yet. I mean, there's still other guys in the NBA that are playing better than Julius Randle that's going to get consideration over him. But I definitely agree with All Star, and I definitely agree with possibly second, third team at All NBA once it's all said and done. As long as he continues playing on the path that he's at, he's on at the moment, and like me, like you know, last season I was on the trade Julius Randle bandwagon as well because you know, like we all saw last season, Julius Randle. Julius Randle's playing and his was detrimental to the team last season. But this season, I was willing to give him another chance. I was like, all right, you know what, since he's going to be here, let him give him a chance to redeem himself. And he's done more than redeem himself. He's he's basically a whole new play, even better, like Lee like said, even better than the season where Knicks yes. finished fourth in the East. He's even better than that, Julius Randle. Yeah. So you have to give him a whole lot of props. And now, you see, this is why when people talk about they're stuck on trade Julius Randle. This is why I say when people think like that, they're thinking emotionally. Yes. Because Bingo. Because I'm I would get I would guess at least 95% of those people, they're basing it, they're still basing it off of last season's Julius Randle. Yes. They're, they're, completely, they're completely ignoring the play that he's making, the play that he's doing this season, and saying that you know what? Well, since you, since he's on a high. Let's still trade him. It's all based on last season. They failed to recognize what he's doing this season, and this is why I'm like, you know what? The Knicks actually have options to improve the team. It's not just trade Julius Randle, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the team's going to improve. You have to start looking at different scenarios because the way he's playing this season, you can't just give up a player like that.
3: No. Agreed.
1: So I mean, yeah, just, that's all I got to really say about that. All right. Thank, you, Ron-
2: Thank you, Ryan. That's... Allow me to collect my thoughts even more. All right. <laughs> I am back on earth. All right. Here's what I have to say. There are a couple of ways to be emotional, right? You can be emotional, extreme left, happy, right, sad. We... Lee, I love you, Lee. You had a 50-burger at the beginning of the season.
3: <laughs> yeah. Still possible.
2: Right. Dallas... And I'll put me in this. The Dallas, I was considering firing Tibbs. He's on the fire Tibbs train in Dallas. We have to kind of meet somewhere in the middle with the extreme, I think. I would say me. We. He is starting to turn it around. He's having a phenomenal season. These last ten game stretches have been amazing. But to be an MVP candidate, the Knicks have to be, like, top four in the NBA. Like, chasing the 50-burger for... Thank you. There you go. Chasing the 50-burger for real one. Um, keeping this up for the rest of the season, too. And not only that, when it comes to end-of-game situations, is the only place where I really see Randall not really putting together that fourth quarter. He can't crumble in the fourth quarter with the turnovers and the, the bad shots and things of that nature. Now, we're top five, top four, top three in the East, and we got, like, 50 wins, and he's still keeping this up. And then when it's crunch time, he's turning it up instead of turning it down, then we can start to have that that conversation and I won't even say it'll probably it won't probably be this year. It'll probably be next year if certain like that was to happen. You know what I mean? Um but for now it's damn sure a shame that that man is not in the all star game and we got who? Claxton from the net
1: bruh yeah we got more votes than Randall
2: right now. Son. Which is- all right. Brought myself. because this is the first day I voted. All right, brought everybody in this nation to allow the Nick, the Nets to have Claxton in the all-star game before Randall. And I get it, you know, we're not voting on Twitter this year, I don't think. So you, you gotta go to nba.com and you gotta vote on the actual site. It's it, The votes count for three votes today for the rest of the week, I believe. So go over there. And vote Randall, vote Brunson into the All-Star game. We can't be having games like this and not have that man represent the New York Dicks.
3: You made some good points, Jay Ellis. Uh, I'll rebuttal. The okay. Knicks are only three and a half games behind fourth place. Fourth place is, is possible. I'm not going to say it's very possible because the teams that are in front of us are very good Eastern Conference teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're good NBA teams. But it's possible. We, we could end up fourth. We, we did two years ago. We could do it again. We're also only two games behind Dallas, who has a bona fide, maybe number one or number two MVP candidate in the Doncic. I know his stats are unbelievable, but Mm -hmm. the team itself is only two games better than us. They're currently in fourth in the West with with one more win and one less loss. If we stay, maintain the sixth or rise up to the fourth, he's not going to win it because Joker deserves it more. And deserves it more. Giannis deserves it more. Tatum, maybe even Durant. Luke is my number one pick, but he should be in the conversation. The same way in 2013, Carmelo Anthony was in conversation, and ended up third in votes. I think Randle should be top five in MVP vote. Number five to me. I am not advocating that he is the MVP. I'm just saying he should be in the conversation because he has put the team on his back. The same way Melo did in 2013, he is this season and he's turning it around. And that's made it what's so special. Is so that what NIT fans were asking for? So much was the effort and attitude, and he gave that to us. Yes, but to me, that's special to me. Like you're, you're listening to us as fan base, and you're not trying to do better and hitting more ISO shots or hitting more threes, but you're trying more on defense. You're trying more hustle. Like you're running down when you're already gonna win the game and try to, uh, you know, a block in the fourth quarter. I love that shit, man. There's a Nip fan, that's what I want to see. Yeah, that, that means you about the team. Stream and he's giving that to me. So if I don't look at the stats, I'm here writing about the team for posting, and toasting. I'm here talking to you after games. Mm-hmm. I'm watching every minute. If I w- was still hating right now, get me off the show, bro. I'm just a hater, but I'm not. I'm under the positivity when positivity is due, and the facts don't lie. Joyous Randall is balling out this season.
2: I'll take that. I'll take that. I feel like some benchmarks have to be made, but like mm-hmm. the bench, like if those benchmarks are made, then yeah, like you said, you might not win it, but those benchmarks are made. These, these, the like listen, he, he's shooting probably, the well, I think when I last, look, what, 47% from the field. I think his three-point shooting has to be better than 36% right now. I said if, like a week ago, I would not be surprised by by the end of the year, Julius Randle shooting 40% from three by the end of the year. I would not be surprised. Be and great. if he's shooting 40% by the end of the year and then shooting like 46% from the field and averaging less turnovers and we have more wins, then it's it's looking really different over here but we have to get to that 50 win mark for me all right salute to the chat crazy wild hot takes and stuff today but uh yeah salute to the chat yo thanks 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 for watching i probably gonna be probably gonna be called crazy this episode but who cares? We get called crazy every crazy episode. All right, shout out to Prince, shout out to Lee, to Lee shout out to Still Dick's fans, shout out to Brian LaGuardia, uh, Almighty Finesse, Craig Ward, everybody else is rocking with the K.O.T. show. And we got my man Jason M. up. It's been a minute since my Let's man go, Jason, Jason called. Jason, I don't know, yes, man, what you want to talk about, sir? Hello? Hello? Hello, you hear me? Yeah, yeah.
4: They never said unmuted, so I didn't know. Yeah, I've been out for a while. I was on vacation, so I'm back now. Okay. Good to be back on the show. All
2: right, guy. Welcome back, man. Good to have you back, sir.
4: Yeah, you know, this this win I wanted badly because, you know, we've been struggling against the Raptors, so I'm so glad we got this win. Me and too. There's two things I want to highlight. Well, really, three. First off, I've got to give a shout-out for quickly because I was, I was kind of not happy with the first half offensively, But he really, really stepped it up in the second half when we needed him to. When we went to that bench unit and he scored those six points, I think it was six or eight points in a row, it was perfect. And then I want to give a shout-out to Tibbs because after the Raptors scored two on two straight possessions, he called a timeout. And I thought he was going to bring back all the starters. He only brought back Randall. Yeah. He left Deuce McBride and Fournier and that's when Deuce McBride hit those two threes. Good part. And then Fournier made another post. So that was a great decision by him to leave those Great point. Guys and then the last one is just Deuce McBride. You know, I'm just, his defense is always amazing. And when he hits shots, like, it's going to be important for him to show that he can be a decent offensive player because I don't think the Knicks are gonna necessarily, if they were going to, to get another player back in the trade, it would probably be for Deuce. So I think it's just it's real important for him over the next 10, before the trade deadline to show he can contribute offensively, and that they can trust him offensively. And if he does that, then there's no need to even try to bring in another guy who could give a spark off the bench, whatever, For you know, because they can have him. Yeah. And they have a quick and hard So I just think it's important for him that he can contribute offensively. because so what he brings on defense is just, it's next level.
2: Yeah. Uh, I agree. I was kind of thinking that too because we still need that taller wing guy here. Um, so I was kind of thinking that too. Is like if anybody was getting moved, it might. I don't know. It could be Deuce. It could be.
4: Oh, I don't think they're gonna move Deuce. I'm what, just I talking I feel like about next season.
2: Yeah, I'm talking about next season. I don't even mean to go dark. But
4: <laughs> no, no, I was talking about this season, and I was saying I I
2: meant out of the rotation. I didn't mean oh, okay, man, of out obviously. of rotation. No, Deuce is not exactly this. Deuce is well, dang, now nah, now nah, gonna have to have a dark conversation again. Thanks, Jason. Um, <laughs> Deuce is going to get no, his. No, what minutes. I'm
4: saying is, if let's say like the one weakness you could say, well, it's not the one weakness, but it's obviously outside of the fact that the Knicks need like you know a, a true number one guy. You could say that the bench scoring could use an improvement. Yes. But a lot of that's because Deuce hasn't been scoring much. And all I'm saying is if he get, if he can start scoring at a beat, he just hits his shots. That's all I'm saying. Then I think he'll be fine. But if if he doesn't hit his shots like he's been doing the last few games, I could see them looking to move and get, like, a player who they could use as more of a spark plug off the bench. I think they'll use the last, like, 15 games to really see and give Deuce that chance.
2: I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying.
4: That's
2: all I got. You guys can talk about that, you know? All right, cool. Yo, thanks for calling in, Jace. What do you guys have to say about that?
1: Well, um, well, I'll say this. When it does come to bench scoring, yeah, the Knicks do need kind of a spark plug off the bench because the Knicks do not have significant bench scoring at the moment. Even though I do think that once RJ comes back and quickly moves back to the bench, that does give the Knicks a bit more pop coming off the bench in terms of bench scoring. But I do think that with McBride... Yeah, like, if he he can score, that makes him... that makes him that much more viable because you already know what he brings on the defensive end. So the only thing with McBride really is if if he can actually score on the offensive end and if he can score on the offensive end while providing the great defense, then yeah, that pretty much improves your scoring. If he doesn't provide the scoring, I just don't know 100% if the Knicks are going to actually go out there and actually make a trade to bring in the spark plug, just because I think quickly we'll provide that spark plug once RJ comes back healthy and and, the, and the, um, the rotation's back in order, but I think Jason did make a good
3: point regarding McBride, though. Yeah, good. I mean, Jason's always making good points in the chat and when he calls in and on Twitter. Uh, he's a good follow. You should check him out. But I, th- I think the Knits are probably going to make a trade. They need to consolidate some of these pieces. I don't think it's for a spark plug. I think it's going to be for probably an expiring contract, one that can clear some cap space so that Leon can re-sign IQ. And Obi in the offseason, um, especially IQ who, who needs a contract ASAP.
2: Yeah, yeah, for real, for real. Yeah, I agree, I agree. I I I, I definitely agree. I love I love the maturity of Deuce McBride. I'm pretty sure Raw is somewhere having a party. Raw is <laughs> somewhere having a party. Um, only thing I will say it's a little bit dark damper on the mood the OB situation is a little bit interesting because I don't know if you noticed, know but um, you know, OB's been out for a minute and it's like certain players who are out for a minute, once they're like ready to play, they insert them in the lineup. OB is available to play and they're putting him in the G League to, to like ramp back up. You know what I mean? So I don't mind that at all. Uh oh! But I don't. I'm just noticing how the Knicks during this nine-game winning streak, OB wasn't really involved. The Uh-oh. Def, the rebounding. <laughs> Tibbs likes the big men: Sims, Hartenstein lineup. Our rebounding has gone up tremendously since we had Mitch plus the Sims heart and style lineup. We we've been bad in rebounding and now we're pummeling people and rebounding. I feel like I'm starting to read tea leaves. And I'm starting to see that Tibbs might be hesitant to quit. OB back in the game, and I see Ryan G smiling, because you I warned y'all! I warned y'all! I warned y'all! I warned y'all! Told you! And we kind of teased it a while ago, but the way things is looking right now... And then, I don't know if you watched the putback with Ian and Macri... And Stephen Bondi. I don't know if you watched that, but it doesn't, it's not smelling. I don't know. I don't know. Ian was talking about you. We should expect to see OB topping in some trade rumors, um, coming up or the trade deadline, but he also mentioned that. Teams are going to want to see him play at a certain point. Um, so, Tibbs did say he would play, but now I'm wondering the intentions. Like, you know what I mean? That, right. That's I'm wondering the intentions of him playing. But uh, this
3: is, seems to really care about internal politics and optics, especially when it comes to the moves that Leon Rose has made himself, like. Not so much the ones before Scott Perry and Steve Mills, but the ones that Leon Rose has been here in the role of President of Basketball Operations. And Obi Toppin is one of his top two, three moves that, that he's made, especially when concerning the draft. He's the highest draft pick that he's had, if I, if memory serves correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. yeah, um, yeah, he is. Yeah. So if he's going to play. I don't think, it's kind of like like Hartenstein plays and Fournier play the first year of their year because, you know, they give him a good contract, you want to see what they're worth, and eventually Sims takes over or Grimes takes over. I think Obi will be back in the rotation, but I do agree, I think the front office, more than ever, is open to the idea of moving him. And I think the fan base is kind of leaning that way too because they look at the results, and we're winning. We're obviously better on defense and a better rebounding team with Obi out of the rotation, but... If we trade him, I expect Leon Rose to – that's that's a move I think he would really try to set in serious back. I don't think he's going to trade him for like cap relief or two protected first or something like that. I really think Obi would inc- be included in a Zach Levine trade or something that matches. I'm not advocating right now for a Zach right. Levine trade. I'm just using that as a placeholder. I think that's the type of move that he would be moved in. That way he'd be like, oh, yeah, well, we did drop Obi Top and then we moved him for X star player. Not oh yeah we drafted Open top and then we moved him for two late uh, late first round picks. I don't think that that's how he wants that deal to be seen uh, a year from now, two years from now, you know, in his tenure.
2: Yeah, it'll just be interesting to see where this goes if a big star comes and then it looks better be- optic wise if he's if he's involved in the big star or if it doesn't happen for us in that timeline and and he decides to go another route. Because, like you said, we might be trying to clear cap to resign um, quickly, because he seems like he's more important now. Be- since Brunson's been out and he's been able to kind of like put up certain numbers and have a career high, so I can see, I can see something happening by the, by the summer deadline, by the deadline or by the summer. I can see something happening when Obi is moved in some capacity. I'm not going to hold you. I wouldn't be shocked. Which one?
3: Which one do you think is more likely? Summer or deadline?
2: Summer or deadline? Uh I say summer. Agreed. I agree. Because we're winning. Um yeah, I would say summer. Because we're winning, and if we are looking for a big fish, um, and we're not trying to make any big moves before deadline i would guess summer because if we were to make a move for a bigger fish it's not going to it's not going to be to interrupt the season and the trajectory we're in already so i would right i would guess summer
3: yeah i think there's two this trade deadline is way more buyers than there are sellers uh wait did i say that right yes yeah yeah i, I don't think there's a whole lot of stars that, that are on the move or right. they're looking to be traded. Like, yeah, sure, right, Levine's being talked about, but I bet Levine is still a Chicago Bowl by the end of the deadline. So I, I don't think Obi's going to be included in a trade until the summer when the playoffs work themselves out and we really see what kind of equity exists in the NBA in terms of contenders, who has a chance and who doesn't. Once that dust settles in the summer, then I think a deal will happen where we get a star on that Donovan Mitchell level and Obi Toppin will probably be included in that trade, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. And this is unfortunate because we never use Obi right since he's been here we haven't run he's a, he's supposed to be the second the second coming of amari Stattermeyer, and we never ran five picket rolls for him all season long but <laughs> playing,
1: playing, him like sean, like, uh, playing him like sean
2: marion <laughs> him like sean, man, that's my favorite quote <laughs> that's my favorite quote my favorite quote like i uh, like i quoted for somebody that's that's like you really played that man like sean marion and he's supposed to be coming in the league as Amari Stoudemire. Got him in the three shooting corner shooting threes, like. Bro, it is what it bro. is. Is what it is. It is what it is. But you know, this is one of those things when versatility helps, man. Quickly, he's getting burned because he's versatile. Um, but it is what it is. Salute to the chat. I see my man Big Reapers is in here. It seemed like, oh Jesus, like I got the phones tonight. So shout out to <laughs> you if you like the show so far. Hit the like button and subscribe button. Shout out to Roberto Rivera Jr., Nick Yak of the Organic Fanatics. Uh, and everybody else who's rocking with this show, if you like the show, please hit the like and subscribe and share, too. We're trying to grow the channel and get bigger and better, all right? So shout out to you guys. Also, shout out to Clean Bean BK. I've never seen you tonight. I don't think I've seen you before. Shout out to you. All right, next caller up is Big Reaper. Big Reaper, let me know what you got to say, man. It's been a minute, man. Yeah, it's been a while. I had to take a
5: little time away. I would say you spend time with the family and stuff. A little bit. Family smammy. Yes, for your family. Obi, man. All right.
2: I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like, uh talking about Obi, yeah, that's, uh, you know, obviously you guys don't like, you know, probably his number one fan, but, you know, it is what it is. When the facts on the ground change, you know, your analysis gotta change. Right. Only fools, like, you know, will basically stick to the same analysis if the facts change, so. Um, you know, it sucks. Yeah, I kind of agree with you guys. It's like, you know, they didn't really do all, obviously, they didn't do right by him out the whole time, but it is what it is because of the way Julius is in playing. I mean, like, two years ago, Julius balled out, and now, like, I mean, he's playing better this year than he did two years ago. You know, so it's, um, so the little, you know, so, like, what can you say, right? It's what are you going to do? Exactly. Uh, Yeah, with Julius, you know, with Julius, it's, um, you no, know, he's playing like really good. I mean like it's kinda crazy. I think the next half I think um, statistically uh, we may have like two like Jalen Brunson and uh Julius Randle statistically they might be like in the top thirty probably. If you look at like maybe like P I E or P E R it might be out of size or maybe top forty, somebody check. But, you know, they're both balling out. And Julius Randle, like, he's kind of looking like he might top 15, you know. Um, well, you know, top 15, top 20. Uh, I don't know if he's going to, you know, you know, uh, win the MVP. I, you know, I kind of hope he kind of, like, keeps creeping up there. If he's uh if he maintains this kind of pace, uh, I think his scoring average is just going to keep creeping up. And it looks like it's not really going down, so... I mean, it might change. You know, he might, you know, keep moving up the, up the ranks. So anything is possible. It know? is. Um, oh, man. But yeah, so I know you guys talked about Obi, but I want to hear from every, like each individual person, what is the probability he gets off the bench between now and the trade deadline?
2: What's the probability he, he gets off plays the bench?
5: To play. He plays. He plays? Yeah. What is the likelihood he yeah, to play before the uh, trade deadline?
2: He's going to play. But it's not going You know how You know how this year his minutes were kind of trending up a little bit and he was kind of getting up to like, you know, 16, 17 minutes a game, flirting with 18 minutes a game. Um it, it's not going to be that. It's going to be like last year. <laughs> it's going to drop. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Yeah, Didn't they
2: say he was situational? Didn't the coach say he's situational now? Yep, he definitely said he's situational. Situational
5: means like you're not going to play unless we're desperate and we run
2: out of body. Exactly. Randall gets hurt, Hartenstein has asthma. Tim stubs his toe. (laughs) (laughs) I think he has the not over camera. Because according to that Ian Ian Begley put back episode, um, nothing was definitive. But if you watch Stephen Bondi, he was he was looking like he knows something that happened between Cam and Tibbs, but he felt like he wasn't sure that he wanted to put it out there, type of situation. So I was like, yo, what is happening over there? So Cam has played his last game as a it Yeah. Um yep. and so, so yeah. we'll we will see Obi before Cam, but we're not gonna you're not gonna see. 18, 20 minutes of Obi. I think that's done.
5: Yeah. Regarding regarding Cam, though, it's like, look, I mean, it's, you know, honestly, I truly believe a lot of people, like, you know, a lot of players I feel got screwed over. Like, and kind of, you know, um, I think probably a lot of it has to do with defensive chemistry too. But a lot of these guys are fallouts from, honestly, it's from Jalen, uh, Julius, RJ not playing defense early in the season. That's pretty much what it was. If you look at their stats since they started winning, they're like, they're just basically playing much better defense. They're allowing lower percentage uh, uh, shootings by the opponents. And you look at the rest of the team, the rest of the team is kind of like, they're still the same. So the change has only been RJ, Julius, and uh, Jalen. Right. So, and I can see the frustration from Cam. And Cam, honestly, there was, like, some games he kind of looked looked a little lost out there. Or, like, there seems to be a lot of confusion when he's involved in the play. But I don't know. It just – I don't know if it's uh, confusion or him just trying to cover up for, like, other people's shortfalls. And then he kind of gets caught in the middle. So, it's just – I just kind of feel like, you know, that was kind of the reason a lot of this stuff happened. A lot of people just kind of, like – it's almost like they they caught Australia you know, from basically, from whatever was going on with the uh, those
2: top three on Yeah. So it is what it is. It, it is what it is. I'm not even complaining about that anymore. And I kind of moved on from the camp stuff. Yeah. It was like, like, obviously, when you're on another streak when we have a full team. So obviously, our full, when our full team together, we, we do what we're supposed to do. So I'm not even going to be tripping over that no more. Yeah. Uh But, yo, thanks for calling in, Well, Rico. the
5: chemistry is good now. So I don't... Oh. all right,
2: cool. Have a good night. All right, have a good night. Bush. Yeah, man. Yo, I was looking at these Julius Randle cleaning the glass stats just to see like how good the shooting has been because I haven't checked in a while. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. Look at all. Yo, boy, look, look at this season. Yikes. Look at this, look at this. Bruh. No, that's the wrong button. My bad. My bad. Look at this season from Randle. Damn. Look at this. I tell season. you. All right, Julius Randle. I'm going I'm to say, say these stats out loud for you guys, all right? Um, right? I've never seen... Let's see. This, his MVP season... His MVP season in 2021, he was not shooting well at the rim. 18th percentile. Right now... 55th percentile at the rim, and probably climbing. Probably has a lot to do with Jalen Brunson being here, um, allowing him to kind of cut off ball more, dive more to the basket, and you know doing pick and rolls and and just playing. You know, good point guard play. The short mid, um, look at that. This is the best short mid percentage he's ever shot in his entire career, 82nd percentile. yeah his mvp season that was kind of cold you know what i'm saying he's just shooting better all around the only thing he really has to work on is the corner three really but that's starting to creep up slowly uh right now he's shooting 35 from three all around he's shooting all across the board is just up everywhere yeah and even the estimated field goal percentage is up in the highest tie for the highest his career. So, yeah, yeah. Nothing else to say. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. Whew. All right, So that's the chat. It might be a good time to end the show. If you like the show so far, hit the like button and subscribe button. Um, what's the next game we have, guys?
1: The Milwaukee Bucks on Monday.
2: Lord. I'm not, <laughs> not excited for it, but I am kind of excited for that. But well, this is a good test, man. It. This is a good test, huh?
1: Oh, sorry to cut you off, Jails. And to make it worse, they got smacked by the Hornets tonight. They oh, sure they got did.
2: Smacked by the Hornets. Oh, so they're gonna be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <They> <laughs> ran into the Hornets nets and got smacked. Okay.
3: Giannis had nine points. Yeah, that makes it even worse.
2: <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> didn't that wait? Didn't that man just score fifty five like about a week ago?
1: Yeah, he he just scored plus fifty plus the other day. And they only had 90
2: points. What the, we need to watch the tape on what they did and do what they did. Cause I know we got better defenders than they do, all right?
3: <laughs> Terry Rogier had thirty nine.
2: Wow. Scary Terry. Okay. All right. All right. Well, listen, man, we'll be back on Monday to check out that game. And hopefully we talk about a five-game winning streak. You already know Julius Randle gets up for those types of games against the big power forwards. Hell, yeah. Um, So he'll definitely be up for that game. And this will be a good test for the Knicks, too, especially if it gets close, because we had a close game with the Bucks before. And just one more thing, I really liked about this game is, you know, it wasn't perfect, right? We missed some free throws, but having two games in a row where it came down to like the final minute, where we had to execute and get out of to win, it kind of starts to mentally build a habit for, you know, you know, to, that we can take care of business when we have to. And it kind of reinforces that we're doing the right thing. We can close. We can start making more winning plays at the end of game situations. And we can start to hit free throws and make layups and things of that nature. Especially for my man Brunson, who's been shooting pretty terribly from three lately. Like 50% over his last 22 free throws or something like that. Um, we just need to give it a mental hump. But we've been playing three quarters of great basketball for for the most part for, against a lot of these teams. If you can start to figure out what to do in that fourth quarter, start to hit the free throws and close out games, we should be in great shape mentally moving into the future uh, playing against these tougher teams. All right? All right, cool. That is our show. Lee, let them know where they can find you, sir.
3: You can find me at the Julius Randle fan club president. <laughs> Chair, CEO.
2: <laughs> the CEO.
3: Getting the C- Let me tell you something about that 50 burger, man. You know, we're only we're one game away from halfway through the season and we got 22 wins. Right. We had a solid second half, man. We could hit that 50 burger.
2: You going for the you're going for the 50 burger. I don't want to say it
3: now. I'm thinking. I'm staying optimistic.
2: I'm staying uh, I felt like our our I thought our ceiling might have been like 45, 46. Fifty? If we do fifty, I'll gladly be wrong about that.
3: Facts. Same. Um, Oh, well, and I wouldn't be wrong; I would be right. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, on Twitter, you can find me at, at underscore Leostribido, talking smack, calling people bums, getting into the smoke.
2: <laughs> exactly. Definitely follow him on Twitter if you want to. Just just type Nick's bum, and if you don't can't spell, Escobito, you should come right. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> all right ryan g let them know where you can find you sir
1: you can find me on instagram at sir g is chilling sir
2: g is chilling
1: that's s-i-r-g is c-h-i-l-l-i and you can also find me at sir g's corner you can also find me at twitter at ryan g-k-o-t and i need to start posting on i need to start tweeting more I need to start going to the YouTube comment section more because I've been missing the smoke. I've been having smoke for people on the podcast. Yeah. i need to have smoke for the people on Twitter and in the comment section
2: as well. Smoking it, it up. Salute <laughs> oh, <it> well, <laughs> so, 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 so to my guy, Ryan G. Yo, I'm mad. I forgot to get I forgot to Grimes his props too. Shout out to Quentin Grimes.
3: Who, yes.
2: We, there were so many people to praise. I forgot to praise Grimes. All right? shout out to Quentin grimes who had a 16 points today on the night um and it was tasked with guarding siakam for a lot of the night guy was taller him and made him work also shot six to 13 from the field for 10 from three at 40 percent from three uh shout out to Quentin grimes all right
3: officially averaging double digits oh
2: he's officially averaging okay grind time Mr. Oh. untouchable okay okay Shout out to Quentin Grimes. All right, but you already know, man. Follow us on 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 these places. I saw somebody mention the fresh the fresh snapbacks earlier. I saw you in the chat. I gotta let you know. All right. Well, first, follow us on Twitter at the KOT Show on Twitter, Nick Time Show on Instagram and Facebook. Listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher as well. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, you listen to us. And for those who wanted the fresh snapbacks, I saw somebody mention in the chat. You can get it at the nickoftimeshow.com. Just click that and click catalog. You'll see all our merch. Cop that snapback, all right? You already see. You already see the She Show on Twitter, Nick of Time Show, Instagram, and Facebook. Also check the blog too at the nickoftimeshow.com. And always shout out to FUBU TV as well. Go to fubutv.com slash KOT to get your nicks for free for seven days. Uh, so shout out to Fubu TV. Okay, cool, cool. All right, that was our show, guys. And guess what? As always, shout out to Worldwide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Mess out here in these nicks, YouTube and Twitter streets. That is our show. Julius Randle for MVP. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> MVP. 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 Hey, B B.
1: <laughs> Peace.
0: New York, New York, big city of
3: dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams. In NYC.